Wu-Tang Network. Hi, this is Devin Turek from the Free Press Network. Today we bring you another episode of Altar of War, brought to you by Masters of the Forge. In this episode, Adam is joined by Alexis, and they try out the new Gene Stealer Cult Codex versus Space Marines. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 13 of Masters of the Forge Altar of War on the Freebooters Network. I'm Adam, and I have here with me today a new friend. Well, not new friend, but a new new to the podcast, Alexis. Hi, Alexis. How are you doing? Great. I, I am very surprised that this is the first time you've been on our podcast because we've been playing for quite some time. You've been coming to the store for a while. Part yeah, of the group. well over two years. Yeah, but actually GW is just getting to your armies. I know, <laughs> the right? the reason you play all the armies they haven't released yet. Uh, we have Sisters of Battle coming up. We're not, we haven't bothered doing the... the uh, the beta codex. The beta codex because it's just going to change it's so much. Terrible. It's just going to change so much. So there's no really no reason to go over it right now. But what is fully released is the Gene Stealer Cult Codex, and I want to say thank you again to Games Workshop for sending us a preview copy. Um, and as usual, our special uh, our special friends who come to visit us, they'll get a copy of our copy of the codex and uh, pizza and a great game. And thank you for driving all this way to play with me today yeah it was a lot of it was an interesting drive to say the least oh, i'm sure uh alexis had to go all the way back to the store and get all the parts of her camera yeah no <laughs> actually i didn't go to the store to get the camera oh really it's still there it's still oh my god so i'm okay so for the viewers i'm very 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 forgetful <laughs> and i apologize when it comes when i put something down and it's out of my line of sight uh -huh. i forget about it you have no object permanence nope <laughs> So Alexis, uh, Alexis, you have a YouTube channel among other, like you have a whole online presence, right? Like you, uh, talk about your YouTube channel for a second. Okay. Well, I'm known as Ego Queen Alexis. Don't let the name fool you. It's not egotistical. It means ego meaning reality. Ego Queen Alexis. I am a YouTuber for Warhammer 40k. I do battle reports as well as just sitting and ranting and going over the new releases and all sorts of other things like that. Um... Aside from that, I've appeared on other channels as well. I'm a voice actress as well as a model. And I've appeared on Mini Wargaming, uh, TTS once or twice, as well as a few other channels. Cool. That's awesome. I, uh, You're also like you and I, I think you and Phil at our store are the two people who I like when I when I don't know something about the lore, I go to one of you. Because yes, I, don't I have know. way too many books. <laughs> I'm actually reading the new Celestine book, and uh -huh. it's actually confirmed quite a bit about her. Really, I think my conversation with uh, Andy, Andy Clark, Clark went a very long stuck, way. <laughs> stuck. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. So today we, since we're both, you're playing the new Gene Stealer Cult Codex, and I'm playing Space Marines, which I haven't played very much at all in Eighth Edition. We were going to do one of the more complicated Vigilus missions for this uh, recording, but s seeing as how it's a Monday night and uh, we're new to these armies, we decided to go with a more of a simple um, a simple mission. Um, more of a narrative focused for yeah. our own narrative. Yeah, our own narrative. So, what, yeah, what, let's, let's start off with that, Alexis. Why don't you go over the narrative for the army that you took? Okay, so the Gene Stealer cult of the of the lore that I play, the lore, the background of them, is that they are from a planet known as Firekoth, an industrial world that's pollution is so bad that the um, upper atmosphere is blackened, and because of that, the people of the world have pigment; uh, their skin pigment is clear. So you can see all the veins and everything underneath their arms and everything. Gross. In fact, I did an entire Dark Heresy campaign set on this world against this very gene stealer cult. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And one of the things about them, they're called the Illuminary Guard because they want to bring the illumination. Also, their world was the primary export of lumen globes throughout oh, the cool. entire Imperium. They made they bring good things to light. Yep. They just want to be in the forums of the Emperor. Oh, Whether that nice. be metaphorical or physical. Nice. Anyway, um, upon the Inquisitor's discovery of them, 
They fled that world while infiltrating the guard as well as several orc in uh, several orc was that they've come across making a new type of hybrid called an orcalite. <laughs> now, obvious fluff is obvious, and I love this idea. And at first it was to protect the planet from the orc wah. The Gene Silicle didn't want to do a full uprising, but at the same time they knew if the orcs ransacked this planet that it would hold no value to the Tyranids, or as they call them, their gods. <laughs> so now they're on a new world a new endeavor and they happen to see some purple space marines (laughs) you know there's a little piece of fluff about uh it's it's all the way from like the old the old uh first uh white dwarf article about the xenos war where the or where the uh the some space marine i forget i think they're chaos space marines i can't remember we talked about it in the last in the in the last episode but of the main of the main uh of the main podcast but Basically, they fight. Oh, there's they're they're Mordians, I think. I okay. think they're Mordian Iron Guard. They're fighting these orcs. Oh, they're almost got them dead, right? And they come across this. The last thing they have to fight is this giant orc gargant. It's a big purple four-armed gargant. Oh and my they, god! They kill it, and it breaks open, and thousands of gene stealers pop out of the cracked hull. Ooh. They they've apparently been worshiping the gene stealers this entire time. There is actually some other lore that you might find interesting. Yeah, in a more recent book, um, oh my god, I cannot remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but a gene stealer cult infected a crone world. So yes. not even the Eldar are safe, and this is where it gets crazy. And I swear to you, this is one hundred percent canon. In fact, I talked to multiple new canon, new yes, canon. New canon. Like, 8th edition, canon, a gene stealer cult patriarch became the avatar of Cain. That is fantastic. And in one hand, he was holding Wailing Doom as a spear. The other, he was holding Wailing Doom as a sword. And in the other two harms, he had the <laughs> rending claws and his skin was the molting, uh, molting form of the avatar. And he was as big and the, um, the Eldar were like, this is horrific. The gene stealers were like, that isn't our God. <laughs> and they started attacking. They both attacked this thing. <laughs> oh, oh, Gav. Anyways. Um, More than likely, Gav. Yes, Gav. Uh, spoilers. Uh, anyways, uh, for my part, I've decided to bring out the... Uh, so the new lore has really done a lot for my and some of the stuff i've learned recently has done a lot for my space marines chapter um the star eagles as some of you who are longtime listeners may know star eagles are a chapter of space marines that are derived from the raven guard because um the people of a certain of of the planet that they're that they're, they're raised on uh their genetic structure was able to do some kind some minor repairs to the raven guard uh gene seed uh, they were, they're, they're able to hold their breath longer than regular Raven guard and their skin, uh, can deflect, uh, uh, radiation like a regular space Marine can. So they're, they've always kind of been used in harsh, harsh environments and boarding actions. Anyways, they are from a world just to the galactic north of the Eye of Terror and Segmentum Obscurus, which means when the Sigatrix Maledictum came, they were they were they were cut off from the rest of the imperium also uh are the new lore that we learned about the emperor from uh the uh what is a realm of chaos book or something uh i forget i forget a specific one but where they talk about the shamans and, and the shamans that uh sacrifice themselves to create the emperor um so the new lore for the Star Eagles is that the uh, the homeworld of the Star Eagles was founded by one of these shamans, and uh, it is because of him that the that the the people of that world learned to transfer the, their souls from one person to the other. So uh, the second the second the second company is the company that is full of space marines that are. They're still space marines, but they're not in on the secret. 
And they're the ones that the Star Eagles parade in front of the Inquisition and the Sisters of Battle and the rest of the Imperium. So they were the only ones on the light side of the of the Cicatrix Maledictum when it came up. Uh, they are led by a librarian uh, who who all the librarians still understand the the full lore of the of the uh, chapter. So he's kind of stuck with all of these nerds who don't who don't know anything on this side of the Imperium. What's worse is Gwilliman found out about them and said, oh, here's some Primaris Marines. So all of the Primaris uh, from the second company are trapped on this side. And uh, the, the librarian has been transferring memories in this in this uh, company. Uh, they're none of the they're not any of the ancient memories, none of the ancient souls, but uh, certainly uh, all of the ones that took part in uh, the Indominus Crusade. So, long story short, they eventually the 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 librarian has decided okay it's time to find a way home we learned about vigilus learned about the port the uh the tunnel through the uh, uh what is it called the uh something gate i forget anyways uh found, learned about the the uh, tunnel through the cicatrix maledictum they mostly successfully made their way through but uh their ship was heavily damaged and they crash landed on vigilus so they became part of the Vigilist Defenders. And uh, right now they are part of a fire team that is purging a district of Gene Stealer cult infestation. You want to go through our lists real quick? Uh, yes, sure. Uh, do you want me to start? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is going to sound very confusing for people who don't know the Codex just yet. But my... My army is split up into two detachments, one being a battalion, the other one being an outrider. Mm -hmm. The outrider detachment has the Jackal Alphys. I think that's how you say that. It's <laughs> it's alpha, but spelt weird because this is GW and they want to copyright things. Yes. And I love it because it, it always makes it sound interesting. So she is, and I'm going to go into a little bit of detail on yeah, it. Yeah, that's totally She fine. is the biker sniper of the Gene Stiller cult. The Gene Stiller cult having a lot of female representation, and I'm absolutely Sweet. loving it. Wonderful. So her main abilities is that you subtract one to hit her for uh, in the shooting phase. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, I actually went through and picked out um, a warlord trait for her because she is my, my warlord, which is a sh shadow stalker. Subtract one for the hit rolls made for attacking your warlord. That is so cool. So minus two to hit now. And then I gave her I gave her the gift from beyond, which allows her to add two to the wound rolls of her sniper rifle. Now the sniper rifle on a six plus deals a mortal wound. So a four up on her sniper rifle deals a mortal wound and can potentially kill something. That's so cool. Now, leading on from that, we have um three ridge runners each one of these these are the new buggy mm -hmm. that the orcs clearly looted and you can tell that it's the orcs looted one how can you tell it's, <laughs> it's really obvious the ridge runners are really interesting they're not very survivable but they're very powerful because you can take them in units of three meaning you can have nine of these on the table so cool i decided to go with the missile launcher though i have a a very strong feeling that the mortar is going to be the one played oh, because, because los yep yeah. los and the fact that this thing can run 14 inches yes it also has the auger units do not receive cover benefits of saving throws from attacks made by models with this thingamajig anyway it means that my minus two missile launcher you don't get that plus one for being on that cover from it that's so cool which i think is amazing yeah, so I took three nice. of them because yeah, why not, right? I, I honestly want three of these And I do love things. the model. And it is very obvious that the orcs, that the I think it's the Boombadaka Snazwagon is. Yep. Is, is the, is the, 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 that vehicle, which is really funny. Just like, just like the rock grind or the, the Goliath is obviously the battle wagon. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yep. Cool. And that makes sense because these are the common yeah. vehicles of the Imperium. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And both armies are doing what they can to weaponize them. Exact, precisely. And uh, I, I can't wait for the day that they 
that they take a look at one of these other orc vehicles and they're like, oh, that's what they made the limo out of. And you can get your limo yep. back. <laughs> yes, we need the limo back. Oh my, can you imagine like, like is Boss Zagstruck or not Boss Zag? What's it? What was his name? Buzzgab? Wazdaka. Wazdaka Gutsmeck comes back and instead of riding a big motorcycle, he's riding a converted Imperial limousine. Oh my God, how great would that be? That would honestly be amazing. <sighs> so the next thing in my list is two units of jackals with a a wolf quad. <laughs> God, could we stop with the wolf puns? I hate that, GW. <laughs> stop it. At least it wasn't a wolf claw pod. I know, right? But anyway... The wolf, uh, the wolf quad has the incinerator, which is a twelve-inch heavy flamethrower. That's so good for something what? that can be put underground. Yeah, so this thing could just deep strike next to you, or it can just drive right up drive to you. Up to you, yeah. I think it has like a scouting ability. I think all of those. Yes, have they do. Abilities. And the rest of them, I gave blasting charges as well as shotguns too. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't bother with the close combat weapons because honestly, I don't want these things in close combat. I want no. them within twelve inches, so it's still a tough charge for uh -huh. the opponent. But I just want to blast them and get out of there. I'm mostly going to mm -hmm. use these guys to grab objectives and to try to finish off units. Yep, that makes sense. Then we have in the other detachment, which is led by a Primus and a Magos, or a Magus. Which is not the new one. I need the new female one. She looks so much better She's than Grandpa. So <laughs> I mean, I put Grandpa in a in a pink. Uh, I have one of them in a pink uh, hoodie, uh, not hoodie robe, because he just got out of the shower. Nice. <laughs> That's his bathrobe. So I have both of those, and the Magus has uh, two familiars with him. Okay. Followed by a group of Aberrants. Now, unfortunately, I don't have ten. I had seven. So power hammers and um, power picks for four power hammers and three power picks. They're pretty devastating this edition. I really like them, but without the aberrant or the, not the aberrant, um, the abominant, mm -hmm. they're not really that great. But if you have the abominant. Yeah, he I, has that six inch buff, right? Yes. And then the uh, vigilist attachment allows... If you take that, the Abominant gives them like re-rolls on their charge or something or plus yep. one to charge, which is plus one to charge is crazy when you're deep striking in. Yeah, it there's a lot of insane things that you're going to have to do when you build your army mm -hmm. and you're really going to have to look into that and look in how the army you want to field and look at your current meta that you're mm -hmm. fighting when you build your list. So then I have two Acolyte squads, um, Acolyte hybrids. They're 10 each with just Rending Claws. A lot of them have Hand Flamers just because we're playing power level, and I have them modeled that way. Mm -hmm. And the rest have Auto Pistols. I don't even know how much of each because I really haven't kept track of that. Yeah, it's just whatever's on the model. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Then I have one unit of Neophytes. These guys are just going to sit on the objective the entire game mm -hmm. and hide. Nice. And that is it and we are using the oh my god i forgot it pauper princes yes what does that do so the pauper princes i think is uh really good and for this uh game i'm just strictly using one yeah ability yeah, just so yeah, i can yeah. learn it yeah yeah um but this one allows the reroll you can reroll uh hit rolls made with attacks by with melee weapons um, if you were charged, charging, or performed a heroic intervention. Nice. Nice. That'll be great for those aberrants. Yeah, it's for sure. It's mostly meant for the aberrants as well as the two groups of acolytes. Acolytes. And yeah, because they're going to be dishing them out. Great. Well, that sounds really scary. Uh, my army is led by uh, Maganga Varu... Darn it. He's not. He don't have him here. Anyways, my librarian is the warlord uh, because the he's basically in charge of a second company. We have we have a captain or two, but uh, or we have a captain. Uh, but really, it's the librarian who's in charge. Um, I thought he was the lieutenant. Uh, we also have the lieutenant. OK, we have lieutenant in the army. Sorry. Lore wise, there is a captain of the second company involved in the fighting. But uh, the librarian is always going to be in the list because he's always he's the one in charge um and uh yeah the other hq choice is a uh primaris lieutenant uh then we have four units of intercessors just five man unit intercessors no upgrades 
then we have a uh, pair of uh, incinerate or Hellblasters. Hellblasters, thank you. Uh, with the regular rapid fire uh, incinerator or rapid fire uh, plasma weapons. Uh, one of the sergeants has a plasma pistol because why not? Because he's awesome and I made him out of a, a, one of the other primaris lieutenants and he's rad. Uh, then we have a unit of Reavers with the grappling hook and uh, close combat weapons. Uh, and we also have one unit of aggressors, uh, just regular uh, DACA boys, um, three of them. And then uh, last but not least, we have a repulsor, which is my favorite. Terrifying. Uh, uh, it's all the all the DACA and uh, the twin, twin last cannon. cannon. Yep. If I make another one, it'll be all DACA without last cannon. But I, I bought one and I made it into a into a uh, uh, Gorkonaut because you know. Well, you know, you you buy a model and then. You have to think about what army it goes to. Like, you have orcs, so the first thing that happens is you look away and the orcs stole it. <laughs> That's literally what happened. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm bu- I bought this for my space marines. Let's, uh, and it's gone. Um, it, longtime listeners will know that I'd usually play Ultramarines Chapter Tactics with these guys, even though they're Raven Guard, because of the very tactical way they fight. Um, so uh, we are going to go with Ultramarines again still, uh, so they can do the hit and fade attacks. Uh, the grizzled old, uh, at this point he's been through the Indominus Crusade. He's pissed off. He's, pr- he's been primarized, so he's died. So he's really pissed off. Uh, so he's, um, got the Adept of the Codex, Ultramarines Chapter Tactic, or sorry, uh, Warlord Trait. So we'll get five, uh, five up, we'll, five up, we'll regain command points. And uh, we gave him the armor Indomitus. I really don't consider that a relic. I'm, I'm going to consider that he has like a really powerful psychic aura that gives him plus one to his armor save. And once per game, it's a three up uh, invuln. So where he, he'll just he'll just like for one turn, he'll be like, I have a three up invuln save. Ah! And his psychic powers are... Um, the uh, oh. Might of Heroes, which gives him plus uh, until the start of the next psychic phase, add one to that model strength, toughness, and attacks. And uh, he's also got a Null Zone, which allows him to negate invulnerable saves. Uh, did you want to add your uh, selections to the list? Yeah, I had a psychic power. Okay, cool. So, which one did you choose? Might of Heroes and uh, uh, my Null might, Zone. My Might comes from Beyond. Oh, Might from Beyond. Oh, excellent. <laughs> awesome. Although, with the Familiars, you get access to two additional psychic powers once per game oh. by sacrificing them. Oh, neat. At least that's how they used to do it. Let me just double check if that's uh, okay. still the case. No, that's totally fine. So, Familiars. If a Magus uh, is accompanied by any Familiars... Uh, then once per game at the end of the controlling player psychic phase, it's familiar can lend lend in additional power. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, you can uh, manifest an additional psychic power. So does that happen? Do I have to pick that psychic power now? Doesn't say you do. Yeah, that's why I was confused by it. So let's like, play it that way this time, and we'll we'll. If there's an FAQ, there's we'll an go FAQ, with the FAQ. There's an FAQ. I think it's more fun if the. If he just knows one, you're just like, it's a one-time use thing too. So yeah. I think it would be more useful if it were whatever one you want. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because I uh, kind of like the idea of him just going like this, mm, splattering and then just shooting <laughs> lightning out of him for a smite. So I think what we're, what we decided here, like I said before, this is going to be a simple mission, but it'll be very narrative. Uh, you, you, you're holding a bunch of territory and uh, you're trying to stake a claim here and i'm trying to purge you from it so basically what we've said is all ruins count as an objective uh so it'll be whatever whoever has the most models completely within uh the ruin holds that objective holds that ruin and now you want to say troops count as two models each i think that makes a lot of sense yeah since they have objective secured so we'll, we'll just say each troop model counts as two um so why don't we why don't we deploy our armies uh, we'll have some messages from uh, from the Freebooters Network, and we'll come back and talk about our deployment. All right, perfect.
Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. So we've deployed our armies. Uh, I won the roll to deploy first, and I did manage to finish my deployment first. <laughs> like halfway through mine. Yeah, so I placed... Um, so I had I have some ruins in the middle, some ruins on my left, and just a bunch of uh, like canisters on my right. So I basically ignored my right flank, your left flank, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, my center has a castle of... The two Hellblasters kind of hiding in the ruins and two Intercessor squads kind of exposed a little bit because I'm thinking of that new Bolter Drill ability where I'm like, if I can expose them and like, and they can stand and shoot 30 inches, that'd be pretty sweet. Or I can move them forward. So I'm hoping- Wait, is it Bolters? Oh yeah, it is. It does apply to them. Oh my God. So- those guys, I can either move them forward and start taking those center ruins. There's a lot of ruins on our battlefield, by the way. We're using the uh, Ruin City Fat Map by Table War, um, which I think they did give us. Thank you, Table War. Um, so I'm going to try to move those guys forward slowly and try to kind of fill in those ruins. Um, and then uh, behind them, I have the Repulsor. With Inside the Repulsor are the Aggressors and the two characters. On my left flank, I have just have two units of in, uh, intercept in no two units of inceptor no in, intercessors. intercessors. <laughs> the two troop unit, two more troop units on the left flank, and they're kind of by themselves, just holding that ruin, and they can come in and grab that other ruin if they want to, or they can head towards the middle. Uh, we'll see. Um, they have good range, but they still want to get a little bit closer. Uh, then I have, uh, the five man unit of Reavers. I forgot to talk, talk about the Reavers when we talked about our armies. No, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have five, five Reavers with the grappling hooks. Uh, no, you reserve. did mention it. Oh, I did mention Yeah. So they can, they can come in off any battlefield edge. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of am regretting putting so many, um, uh, intercessors on the left flank there because I can just come in with the Reavers and just grab that side objective. So we'll see, maybe I'll use them to come in off your flank and, 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 uh, attack like some, uh, acolytes or orcolites or something orcolites. like that. Maybe assault your, uh, your sniper lady. We'll see. No, leave her alone. Leave her alone. And that's my deployment. What does your deployment look like? looks weird. A bunch of blips. There's actually nothing on the deployment zone. <laughs> Uh, so gene stealers deploy very interestingly now. So instead of actually placing a model and telling your opponent what the model is, you instead place a blip on the map. And that blip can represent, and it's a little counter about the size of a half dollar or a little larger than a quarter. Mm-hmm. And that blip can represent anything from the gene stealer army. So he put something down, I put a blip counter down. He put something down, I put a blip counter down. But it also doesn't count in the ambushing units, the ones that are kept off table for deep striking purposes. Those ones don't get a blip. But the ones that are being put on the table get blips. And those blips are in your deployment zone. Mm -hmm. Now, those are all revealed at the end of my movement phase, at the beginning of my movement phase if I go first, or at the end of my opponent's movement phase if they go first. So it really messes with your opponent's deployment, especially for a castle, because you can either put a castle down in the middle of your map, forcing your opponent to counter-deploy for that, 
or you can hang wide and put a few in the middle yep. and form an insta-castle right as you deploy. Mm -hmm. And there's stratagems for adding more to the board itself so you can really mess with your opponent's deployment. Yeah. And that's how I think this army is going to be played, very psychologically instead yep. of actually on the tabletop. Yeah. Forcing your opponent to make bad moves turn one. And that's kind of my strategy, but we're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like, uh, you you won the roll off to go first, and I, and you're like, do you want it? Do you want to seize? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I kind of don't want to seize I, the initiative because, like, I'm like, not going to lie. I really wanted you to. Yeah. So, um, what units did you put in, uh, in underground? Like the ones that are popping up from deep striking? Yeah. Okay, I really wish GW would just call it deep striking. <laughs> <laughs> I I know they can't for, you know, FAQ purposes and yeah. everything like that. It makes it a lot simpler to just yeah. refer to the one rule versus the universal rule. Right. Even on Warhammer TV, they call it deep striking. Well, <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that it's deep striking. Everybody knows feel no pain. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, us yeah. veterans, we it's know fine. these but in Deep Strike, I have the two units of Acolytes uh -huh. as well as the Primus. And the Primus has the ability of pulling them in with him. Nice. And then there is another command point ability where you can actually get a good roll so that you can assault turn one. Yeah, there's some good... There's some. Uh, it's, it's expensive, but you know what? If you're... That turn one assaults are or like immediate assaults from deep strike are really important. You can kill warlords that way. You can kill expose huge weak yeah, points. Absolutely, you can you can steal objectives. Stealing objectives is a huge one, actually. I've done that. Stealing relics. Times. Yeah, stealing relics. That's just mean. All of that stuff is really really good. So having that perfect infiltration is really good. And I think we're gonna. I think I think you said you're gonna try to save up for the summoning one too. Oh God, yes. Okay, so I don't know how this works in a normal matched play game. Do you have to pay for the points for the summoned unit? Nothing that costs command points has ever required you to pay reinforcement oh points. Oh my god, so that is a full unit then. Yeah, you just get a unit. And I, I have a feeling that demons are going to get that too. I have a feeling I mean, they that, need it. Yeah, yeah, they kind of do. They kind of like, do. I, I've... I have a demon army. I have a demonkin uh -huh. army of corn, and I have a demonkin army of slanesh, mm -hmm. and they they just need something. Like it's cool that they can get up to you, like slanesh armies can get mm -hmm. up to you turn one, but then they just fall apart. Yeah, I mean this is a narrative game anyway, so I wouldn't even if that were the rule, I would say forget about it. So I'm sure someone will ask the question and it'll be answered definitively. But no, there is no thing that costs command points that has required people to pay reinforcements points up to this point yeah. so uh that's how we're gonna play it today all right alexis um since i'm not seizing the initiative why don't we just start turn one we'll come back after we'll come back after your turn one and uh and talk about what happened all right Welcome back. And that is the end of Gene Stiller Cult Turn 1. It was a very interesting turn. It was. Uh, some of it was underwhelming. Some of it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about how you revealed your units? So one of the things that I did and I talked about earlier was I looked where Adam deployed his units and counter deployed against him. Which is rather interesting that you can do this with Gene Stealer cults, and I really like that. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is firepower is much like Imperial Guard, where it's it's well, impressive. Yeah, it's impressive until you start moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I stayed still with the bulk of my vehicles, hiding them behind buildings and everything like that, which was my int my intention all along was to mm -hmm. hide the vehicles to get that cover save, try to keep them alive, and try to keep them active longer in the game mm -hmm. now that all being said i hid the jackal in the back the jackal alphas alpha i'm just gonna call it <laughs> the jackal jackal alpha i wish she was just a named character but she's not yeah well Which it's, it, i also think is really cool because you could summon in multiples yeah and she could be in she could be in any army too which mm -hmm. is nice. now the movement phase itself, the reveal of everything, um, I had to put things in certain locations because you had a way of coming in on my board edges. So I had to keep my aberrants back and 
three units of mine are still not on the table. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think the the phases were really well done. The movement phase was perfect, exactly how I expected it to be. And it caught you a bit off guard with how many things were in cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did discover that if you want to put something in ruins, you have to put it up on the first floor or down on the basement. Um, otherwise, it can't actually deploy up top of it. Right, right, right. Because it's within completely within six inches. Yep. And then we we moved on to the psychic phase. Psychic phase was interesting. Mm-hmm. So the Magos was too far back to actually do any effective psychic powers. Which was perfect because I burned two command points to do summoning and rolled a 15. I was really good on 3d6. Yeah, that was insane. Now, the logical thing would be to put gene stealers out because they are the best close combat unit in, well, pretty much the game. Mm-hmm. And 5 plus invulnerable save, a 9 inch charge. I could have given them adrenal glands and I could have, well, I don't know if this codex has adrenal glands, but. Either way, they're super great. Yeah. And I would have had a full unit of 20 of them, which would have been insane. Mm-hmm. Or if I had more aberrants throwing those out turn Ooh, one. Ooh, that would be nice. Yes. Yeah. But I wanted to try out the bikers. And me and you were just like bikes. <laughs> yeah, let's put some bikes out here. Let's 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 get a let's get a whole freaking they're just digging up from the ground. Just just the bikes just roaring up out of the earth, like whatever. Yeah. Mad Max style just bursting out of the so, ground. Yes, Mad Max. There's like a there's like an old sewer pipe down there that they're like they've been riding their bikes off of in like a spiral. Super rad. All so right. we summoned in a total of eight bikes and two uh wolf bike things, which are called Wolf Quad. Yeah, the Wolf Quad. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, it's such a dumb name. I'm gonna just uh, why did they name something called the Jackal the Wolf? <laughs> it's so bizarre to me. I don't know. But I digress. The firepower from them was uh, yeah, a little they, they lackluster. Yeah, they didn't really connect. Uh, even the heavy flamer like or the incinerator, I made a lot of those saves. Yeah, but that was to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot. They didn't really do too much. The grenade launchers kind of bounced off. I really got to go for the D6 shots instead of the single shot, especially with a four up. It's very hard to hit, and you can't really... You can't math hammer it as a 50% chance because you're only getting one shot. It's... Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing with that unit. Now I have a I have a big speed bump that I have to go over mm-hmm. in order to get to your side of the battlefield. So even if it never killed anything, you killed five Hellblasters, which is pretty respectable. But uh, if even if I never, even if they never do anything else, they did that. They, and they're a they, free unit. They're a free unit that I have to kill because it's an objective mission. They have to die or else I'm never going to make any hay. So, so yeah, it, it's great. So at this current point, I've burned three command points. I did one for a reroll to try to get some more damage and got the reroll of one into a one. (laughs) Terrific. As you do. The Punisher we found out is not in the codex. (laughs) I do have to check if it's an index option, but for this game, we were just like, we were just like, oopsie daisy, let's swap it out for just the battle cannon because we're playing by power level and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and we have a model, so yeah. it's fine. All right, great. So let's see. I, I've passed both of my morale checks, so now we're going to go on to Space Marines turn one, see if I can destroy this summoned unit and gain uh, some ground on the battlefield. Don't hurt me too much. <laughs> no promises. You want a cup of coffee? How's <laughs> about some hot chocolate? there's something about that one hobby that one period in time that one thing you love you might get some funny looks rolled eyes or even ignored when that one subject comes up but if you're looking for a place to enjoy that thing and a group of people who love that thing just as much to share it with then we'll welcome you on a geek nation tour visit us at geeknationtours.com and let your geek flag fly back for my turn one i would say my turn was more eventful but i would say everything i did was somewhat inconsequential as well um especially towards the end 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I move forward and, well, it's kind of stupid to say. I, You had a unit of, a big unit of jackals that you summoned on my left flank, pushing forward. Along with two wolves. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> and you also kind of had two other units of jackals strung on my right flank, a little bit farther away. Still, I jumped out with my uh, repulsor without disgorging any of the units inside. Move forward with the two units of Inceptors that were on my left flank in order to engage those uh, jackals. And I also move forward with the Inceptors uh, or the uh, Intercessors on the, on the, in the center to engage the two strings that were in the middle. Um... I was like 14 inches away from one of them, so I had no hope of actually charging them. Uh, I put a lot of shooting into that summoned unit of jackals, including an overcharging Hellblaster squad, which hit with everything except for one guy rolled two ones. Yeah, he, he died. He murdered himself. <laughs> and with the minus one to hit, you would have overcharged. You would have actually died on twos. I would have died on twos, but I. I was not caring. I needed to kill those guys. Yep. Do, and ultimately, I really needed to do two damage. Yeah. You know? Um. So the Hellblasters did manage to kill a bunch of those. Uh, between, uh, I don't know if I even know. Yeah, I think I killed them all in the shooting phase. I think I killed seven of the jackals in the shooting phase. The uh, I didn't kill any on the right on the right side. The two strings that are strung back to the uh, jackal uh, uh, in alpha, shooting alphas. Yeah, not in shooting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did a little bit in assault. So, long story short, I, I uh, assaulted the the unit of jackals on the left with the repulsor, uh, just to kind of suck up the Overwatch, and it did its job. It took mm -hmm. one wound from the flamer, but it was it was pretty good. Did a great job of sucking up those wounds. Uh, both inter both intercessor squads on the left flank tried to assault in. Only one made it. Uh, the other ones kind of stuck out in the middle. Uh, the other one is engaged in combat. On the right flank, the unit that was in the terrain, actually, who, that was up forward quite a bit of intercessors, actually um, rolled a twelve on its charge. You 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 rolled a one on your flamer to yeah, to, and then I tank. rolled a one to wound, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, and yeah. then right after that to show me up, she rolled a twelve. <laughs> So I assaulted in with them, and I rolled a 12. Yeah, I rolled a 12 on those, which still wasn't close enough to get me into the other squad, but I positioned so that I could pile into them. Um, so I, I got those up in there, and then I uh, made my charge with the second unit in the middle. So I have three units of interceptor, or sorry, three units of uh, intercessors and the and the uh, and the repulsor in combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, you managed to pass your morale check on after re-rolling after re-rolling. Yep. You rolled, went from a five, you went from the whole unit dying to only one and, uh, nobody dying and with the, uh, jackals on the left, which we should just call it the wolf squad. Cause there's only two wolves and a jackal left. Yep. And in the middle I killed, I killed several in the close unit. Um, but I also managed to tie up the far unit. So all of the jackals currently are tied up, except for the alphas. Yep. Uh, so again, I did kill a lot of models, but it was mostly summon models, and it was mostly your speed bumps anyways. We're not super impressed with the shooting ability of the jackals and the wolves. But having said that, their board presence is incredible for their price. Yeah, that is one of the biggest things about them. Although they do lack some type of real punch, they make up for it with bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the cult in a nutshell, is they make up with bodies. Yeah, that's how they should feel. They should Those bikes shouldn't feel like Space Marine bikes. No, but at the same time, I kind of wish that they... And this is just all bikes in general. Mm -hmm. I wish that all bikes had the ability to retreat from combat and still be that efficient. Would be nice. That would be nice. And I think, um, I think after looking at the codex a little bit more in a match play situation or like a match play perspective, you're going to come up with better combos. Like, oh, without a doubt. Like for hitting and everything like that. So yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll drop off here, uh, take a quick break and come back with Alexis's turn two.
that concludes turn two for the Gene Stealer cults. Um, that was a that was a really interesting turn. Things looked very, very, very grim for the Space Marines uh, in the early part of this turn. You want to talk about what happened, Alexis? So. In the movement phase, I got the bikes out of the combat, uh-huh. which left your Marines exposed. Yep. <clears throat> now, that was a. That's actually what I wanted. Yeah. I needed those bike units to actually survive. Yeah. Which was key. Because yep. now I have dual flamethrowers all over the place. Yeah. So you're going to have to shoot them instead of actually getting them into close combat because right. they're better. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I jumped out the aberrants. And the aberrants did aberrant things they're amazing yeah they're really nice but some uh negatives was at the end of the movement phase i spent two command points got within four inches of my target because you you what was the strategy miraculous uh, planning or meticulous planning right perfect I, perfect or perfect timing it was a stratagem where you roll a d6 after setting up a unit from cult ambush and move that far or right, you can shoot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I moved all the way up five inches, and I was just like, I got this. Uh-huh. I flamed the units, killing three. killing three of them with hand flamers, and then rolled a two. And then the models behind them rolled a two, or just about. Like a three or something. Yeah. Like Not worth it. And then the unit you summoned... Failed the charge. Failed the charge as well. And pretty much... Failed to wound, but it yeah, was one model. It was crazy because I summoned another fifteen points of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're out of command points, but you've brought in thirty power level yeah. worth of models. That's freaking awesome. Now, in future games, yeah, I'm gonna be taking a brood brother of just guard. Yeah, to get an extra probably five command points. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm going to be doing the same thing with two gene stealer uh, uh, battalions to get a total of 15. And then I'm going to have a bunch of Magoses to all do summoning. In a hundred power level or 2000 point game, the Vanguard that, I mean, usually we say this for the end, but I'm at this point we, we do, we do realize like, I think instead of that Van Vanguard, not Vanguard, uh, outrider Outrider. it would be another battalion with a bunch of brood brothers in it Mm -hmm. and maybe another sniper lady yep that would be a great detachment yeah dirt cheap really efficient five more four more command points than you have now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i see that uh let's see what i can do on my turn too um i think there's enough enough left where we'll record after each of uh each of our turn threes but after that we'll speed it up because I think we'll know what's going to happen. So there is a common thing that happens when, when one player somehow fails a billion charges. The other player, especially when they are space Marines, has a tendency to go blah, 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 and lots of stuff dies. And I think that's kind of what happened here. It did. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So, so yeah, the Space Marines did a really good job in the shooting phase of the game. Um, I, I didn't. I, 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 I focused a lot into the aberrants because they were really scary uh, and they did a lot of damage. I, I was really. I, I think maybe uh, your instinct was right. Maybe keeping them in the truck one more turn might have been yeah. a good call. Um, but they really. I, they got my attention, that's for sure. So I, I shot those guys up until they had one model left. Yep. Mr. High Five. Poor guy. Oh, he's all by himself. Left hanging eternally. Um, <laughs> Shiny and chrome. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that was in the middle. Uh, I also had a unit of five in- intercessors who kind of moved up into the ruin and assaulted some bikes. So those bikes are still there, right? There's still a couple guys yep. there. Um, through the wall. And then on my lip, my left flank is where the real pain happened. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I I touched into combat with the unit that had fallen back with my tank and also two models. I didn't kill those. I put a wound on. They were. I'm really just tying those up over there. Uh, then I I shot uh, with three 
uh, intercessors into one of the close units of acolyte hybrids and uh, did some damage with my bolters. Uh, you know what? Every unit over there shot frag grenades and when especially the characters they can just roll so many grenade shots yep especially against toughness three it can be a lot um and you didn't do very well with the flamers and overwatch either i was no. expecting a lot more damage with that but primaris marines man you do you take a wound it's fine it's yeah fine. they have a lot of survivability they do um <clears throat> and then the uh those those went in and I tried to charge your Primus with my um, Primaris uh, Lieutenant. Lieutenant. I uh, didn't quite make it, but I did make. I did roll like a nine, so I went around the other side of the acolytes. When the librarian killed every remaining model in that unit, <laughs> the primary, the actual, the actual intercessors did nothing. They yeah, that was pretty did funny. Zero wounds. Then the librarian killed everybody else. I was just close enough that I could pile in and uh, fight with my uh, lieutenant because I had it declared against the uh, the Primus. Yeah. And he also hit with everything and wounded with everything. And the Primus doesn't have an invuln save, unfortunately. Not no, base. which is weird. Not base. I wonder if there's some. Um, I know probably a relic or something that uh, does it. Yeah, there's you can you can do a there's a uh, cult. That gives everybody plus one invuln save across the board. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Which is pretty good. And also, I'm sure there must be a relic of some kind. That'd be really good on the bikers. There might be a spell, maybe, that gives a feel no pain or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so that whole flank just just collapsed. That whole left flank totally collapsed. So, we'll see. You still have enough units on the board that you can grab grab the objectives. So yeah. we'll see if you can deplete my shooting enough that I have a hard time picking off those little ones and twos and stuff that are still alive on the one side. But you still quite handily dominate the right flank. So Yeah, it's see. a very interesting game. It's very back and forth. Very back and forth. You should have done a lot more last turn. You just failed so many. You spent a lot of command points to get those guys up close. And, and then, then they failed, still failed. failed the charge. Yeah. Yep, you know, yeah, I'm not sure what, and I keep forgetting to get my, I, for, I forget to keep, I keep forgetting to use my command points. Well, I don't know yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah, because you could have used, like, Ozpec scan to shoot the unit that came in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a Although one. I think it was better that you didn't, hmm. because then you threw all those grenades when they were nice and close. Yep, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the game goes. Uh, it, I think it is truly anybody's game. But if you have another bad turn of shooting, I think, I think the writing's on the wall. Yeah, I think the. If I don't destroy at least two of those intercessor squads, yeah, I'm in a bit of trouble. And yeah. by a bit, I mean I'm in a lot of trouble. Right. It would be nice if your missile launchers were able to take out, you know, the, a wound. The repulsor. <laughs> if the if the repulsor goes, that's a huge hit. Yeah. That's so we're going to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, it's really just target priority and neutralizing units, hitting them down to their in till they're inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So uh, we're going to take a break and come back for turn three. GameMat.eu creates mats to game on. Bring your games to life and conquer the mightiest cities or discover long-lost realms. Each battle mat is made from the finest rubber-based mouse pad material, so you can simply change your tabletop into a battlefield in no time. You can get your mat in a variety of sizes, plus you have your choice of resin terrain to add to your mat. Game on with GameMat.eu. So, uh, we decided to just uh, do both of our turn threes because we are at the point where we have very little left on the battlefield. Um, do you remember uh, how your turn three went, Alexis? So, I moved the bikes to try to get a flank on both the Hellblaster units, both of them, as well as, well, they were down to one, one, one unit one of one. One model and two models, yeah. And then the next squad was trying to get rid of those intercessors that were in midfield. Mm -hmm. 
The Aberrant actually did get into combat, that's really important. The Light Arms fire from the bikes is mediocre at best. Yeah. Relying on those grenade launchers is... Yeah. It's it's a... Yeah. The buggies, once again, just they don't deal enough damage. Yeah, the The mining lasers. The mining lasers or the mortars. Don't go for anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the mortars with the four up to hit, uh, those are looking more and more appealing. Yeah, because it's a heavy mortar, too. Yeah. Oh, so it's like strength six or something? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. the heavy mortar is definitely going to be the one you go to. So the buggies themselves, the... um, ridge runners actually did some serious damage to the um the repulsor that was really good that was yep, very needed missile launcher. yep that was very needed and you um i positioned the lehman russ to take a couple of pot shots and it actually dealt some serious damage mm-hmm. nothing to write home about but some good damage mm-hmm. Then on um my assault phase i charged into the intercessors and knocked them down to two models it's a really important yep. yeah and now we're starting to see that the primaris space marines are lacking maneuverability where my army is starting to shine with the maneuverability in Yo, late game those bikes man those bikes they can be anywhere like i have i have i am not sure how i'm gonna be able to capture all those buildings i think if you do nothing and run away i think you can get it I yeah but that's not me yeah that's not fun so uh on my turn, I, I mean, uh, I was feeling pretty good about wiping out a bunch of those, a bunch of those models. My aggressors were still in pretty good shape. They moved forward and they unloaded into the neophytes that were up in the building and in your, absolutely in your, annihilated uh, deployment them. zone, and I wiped them out. Even though I moved, if they stand still, they can shoot twice. I know, and they're real insane. Dumb. But I wanted to assault the, uh, I really wanted to assault the, uh, uh, the tank, the Lehman Ross. Uh, so then I also moved away with the repulsor and I uh, tried to get within range of the lieutenant so I can get the reroll ones to wound. I put, I put some damage into the rid, or sorry, into the jackals, but nothing crazy. The knocking Two me and down, a half bikes. knocking me down to half wounds really did uh, a number on my ability to do damage um my uh, i had a unit of two guys who i moved over behind a wall and then assaulted the little tiny squad of jackals that have been harassing me pretty much the whole game uh on my battlefield edge and i came in with the uh with the reavers all the way on your side of the battlefield and tried to assault your goliath truck and you I took failed. damage from I it. I took damage and failed the charge. So, That'll teach you. Yep. And then the aggressors tried to assault the Lehman Russ. And even with the command point reroll, I also failed that charge. So, and lost one in the process. I lost one in the process. Yeah. So I think things are looking real good for the Gene Stealer cult right now. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we're, we'll come back and uh, we'll come back at the end of turn four. I'm really enjoying this game because yeah. it's very, very close. Oh man, it's it's so back and forth. I re- and that's always fun. That's the always maneuverability fun. of the Gene Sailor cult versus the firepower of the Space mm-hmm. Marines is a really tight thing. And I really think the right list uh-huh. is going to be a nightmare for Eldar players. Oh my goodness, they're going to be all over the battlefield. And and the 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 one um, the one the, summoning the, stratagem is summon- insane. Oh yeah, it's so good. You we'll summon t- in a unit of Gene Stealers. You're Okay, I can go on. We'll talk more about it later. Alexis, it's 10.47 p.m. on a Monday night, on a school night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, turn four. Um, The game is over. Yeah. Let's, uh, spoiler alert, the game is over. Your turn was pretty darn good it started out real strong started out right off the bat with a smite that killed an entire unit yeah and that was huge because that freed up the lehman rust to fire at something else which it then fired and killed the repulsor yeah yeah no 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 it was a, a stray missile that killed it stray missile killed the repulsor and the smite killed the aggressors yeah and 
it really didn't matter at that point what the rest of the army did. If the rest of the army rolled below average, it would, the two things that had to die had died. Yep. Um, that was really, really good. You, you basically dominated it, um, uh, on turn four. Uh, so on my turn four, I was going for a narrative like out for my, for my librarian. So what I did was I moved, uh, what remained of my, uh, uh, my intercessors into a ruin on the far left flank and I ran my librarian up into them. Uh, he was running to a storm raven that was very close very by. Very close by. Doing an emergency evac for him. <laughs> uh, or I see, a, I see a broken down uh, like uh, buggy. I'll, I'll steal that. Uh, and the, uh, the, the uh, oh, what are they called? Lieutenant, the Primaris Lieutenant charged into the uh, the Lehman Russ. He sacrificed himself so he that did. your your guys wouldn't get captured by the cult. That's correct. Yep, that's right. He's a great guy. So uh, that was a clear victory for the Gene Stealer cult. What do you think, Alexis? Uh, what are you buying next? <laughs> <laughs> okay, bikes. Bikes. Bikes and characters. I might confer, uh, convert a few of the characters to mm -hmm. try them out. And yeah, I not? do like converting characters. Yeah. Also, the characters are a bit expensive. They are very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to try out that. I want to see that clavis, I think it's called. What is it? The uh, It's it's the one that spreads descent. They actually like... They actually end, they like replace uplifting primers. Like they'll take the... Uh, they'll take copies of the uplifting primer and change it to like... To, to benefit the gene stealer cult and yep. swap them out stuff like that those guys seem cool because they melt your brain with, well, with music one of the cool things and i think a lot of people miss this is the gene stealer cult characters are all based off of dark heresy second edition classes ah, okay. you have the hero fans you have the sniper you have the guardsman you have the assassin do you have uh all sorts of things in fact i'm surprised we don't see a gene stealer tech priest at this point mm. I think that might be in the works. Like, I can see that yeah. in a future expansion, because me and you both know that at this point, once they run out of codexes, and I think they have about four or five left, yeah. that they're going to start doing, here's a mission, or yeah. here's, here's an army book, book with... that adds to the army a little yep. bit. Yep, yep. And that that's just sense. a smart business move. Yeah, and that's a, it's a fun way to do it, and you can you can involve whatever armies you want, and it lets the it lets the model company it lets the model side just do whatever they feel like doing and fill yep. in holes wherever they need to fill. As in well holes. as doing balance patches to the missions at yeah. hand. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's it's a beautiful time to be a hobbyist. So, um, uh, the Space Marines. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the we're gonna say that the librarian escaped, but to be to be honest, most of uh, most of these Space Marines are gonna be biomass for the uh, for the uh, for the for the Hive Fleet when it eventually shows up. But uh, hopefully we can come back and clean it out again. I'd love to try one of the actual narrative scenarios from the book the next time we get together. Uh, perhaps we can. Uh, we can bring some some different units next time. Oh, I would love that. All right, cool. Well, uh, again, Alexis, please remind our listeners where they can find your uh, find your social media and your uh, and your channel. Well, Ego Queen Alexis on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, yada yada yada. Also, mm -hmm. follow me on Twitch. Cool. Yeah. What games do you play besides Forty K? Uh, on Twitch, I actually stay away from 40k games for the most part. I've been on an Overwatch like spree, right. but a lot of my fans want to see me do horror games, and I'm absolutely terrified of games. That's probably why they. Want I know, <laughs> but I'm a coward. <laughs> ah, fantastic! But like, okay, let me just tell you this really quickly. Uh -huh. I played Ark uh, on my stream, uh -huh. and a dinosaur just jumped out of nowhere, and I screamed and threw my controller and everything. <laughs> And I know that's why they want to, uh, want to see me. That's but I've been playing a lot of the Battlefleet Gothic on there as well. Yeah, I, I see you on that on that a lot where you, you post some videos from the Battlefleet Gothic and stuff. I'm really enjoying the game, though. It does need a little bit more. I've never played it. I, I haven't really watched it played either, so I, I don't know. Maybe I should... I, maybe I should look at one of those just to see what it's like. Because I loved Battlefleet... I played Battlefleet Gothic before I played 40k. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, we played that for a little while, and then, and then we got into forty k. Battlefleet Gothic was fun. It just was re- The tabletop rules got really heavy after a while because it was a little confusing. Some of the stuff yeah. was a little confusing. So, well, anyways, hopefully they remake it in the future. Yeah, that would be super great. Bigger models. Bigger models. Those. Oh, I love spaceships. So do I. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, next time, we'll probably do more Vigilist stuff um, with whatever army comes out in the next couple months. Um, so thanks a lot, and we'll see you then. Thanks, thanks for thanks for being with us, Alexis. Oh, no problem. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Alexis Digo Queen. I love you guys. Bye. The music used in this podcast was made by Parod of the duo Sublevel 3. The track is used with his permission. This podcast is protected by the Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives Non-Commercial International License. More information about this license and contact information if you have any requests can be found at our blog, mastersoftheforge.com. It's such a good feeling to play games your way it's such a happy feeling 40king away and when you throw dice with story in mind it's such a wonderful way to unwind it's a good feeling a very good feeling the feeling you know that we'll be back when the fortnight's new and we'll have new ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about we will too